Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Maddie Brown on the line. Maddie, how are you? I am great. It is a beautiful day in January, and we are on our way to tax season. Yay, tax season. <laughs> As you can probably guess, this is an individual that works in the accounting field, ladies and gentlemen, and that's a field that I worked in many, many years ago. And I remember tax season and growing up in the Detroit area. Um, it's a great way to get through winter because you're just working inside all the time. So you don't spend a lot of time outside. So April 15th hits and then April 16th, you go outside, the birds are chirping, flowers are blooming and going, we live in a wonderful world, but then you're dog tired for about a month. But so welcome again for being on the show and uh, congratulations on oh, my pleasure and congratulations on uh, what will be another successful and, and interesting tax year uh, for yeah, people. And absolutely, um, especially with all the things that transpired in 2020 from the pandemic standpoint, but also from financial standpoint, taxation standpoint, you know, income and you know, stimulus checks and all of these things. There's a lot of new nuances into uh, the tax season. Of course, now uh, we have a new administration uh, in the White House and with the new governments and all of that, although it wouldn't necessarily impact this tax season, I anticipate that there will be some legislation going forward that will be impacting taxes for next tax season and, and, and beyond. So, so tell us a little bit about your firm and, and the work that you do. Hi. Well, I am a transplant from government era and other CPA firms. I bought my business 10 years ago and proceeded to grow it into the public accounting firm that I'd been fantasizing about since 1985. And so I turned 50. I went crazy. I left my government job. I gave up my pension that was in place. I gave up my health insurance and I bought a business and became self-employed. And I have never been happier in my life. I've developed the business to be what I think America needs right now, which is an understanding of their finances. We have so many people in business for themselves these days. And they need help. They need to understand their money. And they don't because they're scared to look at it. The only thing they do is they look at their bank account on at the bank statement and, and say, how much money do I have in the account? And that is not a way to manage a business or manage your finances. And so our focus at our firm is working with those small clients that need support and assistance that aren't getting it from the traditional CPA mo model, which is we see you once a year when we do your tax return. Um, there are 12 million women-owned businesses in this country. And of those 12 million, 88% of them are generating less than $50,000 a year. And 
of that 88%, half of them are making less than $50,000 a year. That's a huge market that is not doing as well as I would like to see them do. Yeah, that is a very low revenue stream for somebody that is putting in a ton of hours because as a business owner, I know, and you know this as well, there's a lot of time you have to put into the business, especially in the early days of it. And when you're not getting that type of return that needs you need to have in order to do the things that you want to do, because uh, in many cases, people left the corporate world or left, you know, maybe they were in nonprofit or some type of field and felt, you know what, I, I'm willing to do this. I want to work for myself and grow something to what I want to do and the impact that I want to have on society. And it can be frustrating uh, when the revenue is not there and, you're, and you realize, okay, something's not right here. What, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, there's, everyone's made all types of mistakes. I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else of some decisions that I made early on that weren't in the, you know, really in the best long-term interest of the organization, you know, thinking, okay, well, I need to do this. I need to launch this. I got to have this type of platform. I got to have this and this and this. And you, you spend all this money on these things and various coaches and, and all of that and nothing against coaches. I, I, many of them are personal friends and, you know, the products and services that they have are helpful and they help people. But for, it's that fear of missing out. I find a lot where people say, well, I got to do this because somebody told me I have to do this. It's like, that's a, if someone tells you or suggests you should do something, that's one thing. But when you have a trusted advisor like yourself, from a business standpoint, launched their own business, did all the thing, you know, left, left the government uh, role and, you know, the safety net that that can be, you know, typically government roles tend to be a little bit safer than what you find in there. Not always, but tends to be, you know, for you to give up that and go and launch your own business means, okay, this was something that was deep, you know, in your soul that you wanted to do. Going to a trusted advisor like you for guidance and saying, okay, here's what you need to do. And I, and I fully support, you know, my, my great grandmother, my grandmother and my mom all worked. And when I was growing up, you know, I, I saw them work, didn't think anything of it. As I got older and started working, even my first boss at the first job I ever had, uh, her name was Donna. So female boss, okay, grocery store. Um, again, this, you know, women working in the workplace thing and being business owners and all of that wasn't a foreign concept to me at all. But then as I started becoming more aware of what the world looked like, I realized, what in the world? What's going on? And I would talk to, you know, my, my grandparents and my parents and like, what, what is this? Well, why is this happening? And of course, they peeled back the curtain and showed me the reality. And of course, this was in the, you know, in the 1980s. Uh, and it was like, uh, which we know back then was, you know, a, a lot worse than it is now. Still a ways to go, but still a long ways to go. I was appalled by it. And I'm like, well, okay, we got to do something about this. What what can you do? And of course, me being a parent of all daughters, got a vested interest in it as well. Because, you know, all of them are going to do some great things in their lives. And I want them to be able to do those things, but also know who to seek out for guidance on how to grow their business or doing anything in life. So I commend you for doing that. So, um, you know, what are some of the common challenges that you see a lot of these businesses struggle with? Well, people worry about debt 
and they worry about profitability and making enough money to pay for their lives. You know, somebody said, I don't remember where I heard it, that it that an entrepreneur is the only person that'll work 80 hours a week in order to avoid getting a 40 hour a week job. And I like to see people get paid and grow wealth for the effort and the energy that they put out. And my philosophy is that your money tells a story about you. And I can tell an awful lot about you by seeing where you spend your time and where you spend your money. And that applies to you, it applies to your business. And you've got to do, in my humble opinion, three things. You've got to understand the past, which means you need accounting records and you need financial statements and you need to manipulate the money so that you can understand what has happened so far. And you need to plan for the future, which means you need to forecast and you need to strategically lay out what you want to have happen in your business in the future. And then your job is to manage the present and make choices that take you closer to that future that you have designed. And if you do that, you will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. Thoreau said, if one advances confidently in the direction of their dreams and endeavors to live the life he has imagined, you will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. One of my favorite quotes. And I like to work with businesses that are getting started and businesses that are growing and really trying to be something in the world. And I'm, I'm less concerned about the multi-seven-figure businesses than I am about the thousands, maybe millions of small business owners that aren't doing what they want to do in their business and don't get the support they need to do those three things from their current CPA or their current accountant, or whoever is helping them manage their money. Every business has a chief financial officer. Sometimes it's you. And you have to evaluate whether or not you are qualified to be a chief financial officer or not. Okay? And the reality is you can hire someone like me. You can hire me. You can hire someone like me. But you need that person on your team to help you in making sure that you can do those three steps. You can honor the past, you can plan for the future, and you can manage today. And that's what, a, that's what your CPA, that's what your accountant should do for you. I've had people tell me that their accountant yelled at them or they were afraid to tell their accountant that they'd done blah, 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 blah because they were going to get yelled at or they were going to get judged. And you need a new accountant. If that's how you feel, you need a new accountant. And there's lots of accountants in this world. Um, But I have a mission really driven and my passion is for the small business owners to really get the help that they need. It's so critical. And you'd mentioned, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are seven, eight, nine figures, but, you know, small business in America 
they're not, you know, they may never have an, you know, an annual revenue of a million dollars. It may be, you know, a few hundred thousand, it might be a couple hundred thousand, really depending on what type of business they have. And they are able to, you know, compensate themselves, maybe not as much as they need, but, you know, take money out of the business because they're the ones putting in the time and effort. Uh, But those are the businesses that we need to support because they're in our community. Um, They're the ones that even during this pandemic, depending on where you are, have been desperately impacted by this. You know, the big box stores, you know, the, you know, publicly owned organizations and things like that. Sure, a lot of them have struggled as well, but many of them will withstand these waters because they've got all types of mechanisms in place and reserves and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, most small businesses, you know, their reserves are minuscule at best, if at all, and they're waiting for um, government loans and stimulus checks and all these other things that, take a lot longer to get to us than many of us want because of, you know, I'm not going to get into political banter, but uh, both parties seem to be dragging their feet on things that they need to be addressing. But that's the only, that's where I'll stop. Uh, I won't go into that too much, but at the end of the day, again, these small businesses are the backbone of our country and without them, um, there's not going to be the opportunities that we have that we see in our communities. Communities thrive when you have strong small businesses in those communities. You see it. You can, you can even if you're visiting a town, you and it can be a small smaller town, and you you walk down Main Street, and all the businesses are you know small business type entities, and it's hustling and bustling. There's a lot of people around, and you go, "What's like? Wow, this is a thriving community that's growing because everyone is." spending their dollars and making these businesses grow. And these businesses are doing some great things. That's why I love seeing success of small businesses from a local independent restaurant that opens up a second location to, uh, you know, a clothing store or office supplies or any of these things. You know, there's, you know, obviously there's big box stores you can get all of that stuff from and uh, that big online company that everybody seems to order from. Um, But, you know, if you can order some things from a local business, you are investing in your community. And I highly encourage that. So again, I commend you on that work. And, you know, so I'm glad you shared with me that a lot of the challenges are there. So, you know, what are some success stories that you've seen? Some organizations that started working with you that were struggling at first, but now have started to reap the rewards of all of their labor. Um, I have my, my favorite story is a client that was making half a million a year, 500,000 on the top line. And she was six figures in debt. She had nothing in savings and she was living paycheck to paycheck, even though she was self-employed. And we sat down, we figured out what she wanted. We figured out what she needed. We got her in a pattern of paying herself. We strategically worked down her debt. And today She's still making $500,000, 
but she's now got 200 of it going to the bottom line and she's out of debt. She has paid off all her debt. They were able to put a large down payment on a house and this occurred over a period of about three years to, to manage it and be strategic and plan how you're going to get out of debt, how you're going to manage your business, what your financial goals are. Too many people get to the end of the year and they, they make money, but they do, it's gone. They don't know where it went. And you're, there are strategies that you can put in place that will protect you from that end, okay? And I like to work with people about using their money as a tool strategically to pay for the life that they want to live. Um, I get a lot. I, I get a lot of crying on on my calls because people regret things that they've done, and I don't care what you've done or how you've done it. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, I don't. I'm. There's no judgment. I've. I've. I've been there. I have done everything that there is to do to do wrong. And so I understand it, and it doesn't serve anybody to not pay attention to it. And most of my clients tell me that it's just a relief to tell somebody, just to get it out in the open and look at it and realize that you can develop a strategy and you can make it work. And without with very rare exception, my clients will say that what we do together makes it real, makes it a real business. And I have a lot of people that come to me that say, I want to make a million dollars. And they have no idea what is involved in doing that or how they would do that and or why they would do that. And there's a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. And most of the people that I work with are just relieved to have someone that they can talk to. It, it's, you know, in this role, especially if you're an accountant that doesn't yell at their clients, which no accountant should ever do that. Um, but being there in a non-judgmental, um, supportive way, saying, okay, because we can't can't change what's happened. We can change course of what direction we want to go into and understanding that. And you know, much like riding a bike, you know, we, we all fall down, we skin our knees or maybe our noses or maybe other parts too. But the key is to get back up. It's like, okay, I need to learn how to properly do this. And that's the thing with everything, whether it's running a business or as we were talking in the pre-show, I was talking about the stock market today and investing. You need to know what you're doing when you do that because you can, sure, you can make a ton of money on a particular stock or you can lose a ton of money. Um, you know, it's in a way, you know, this investing in the stock market, if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's a lot like gambling. And you and, and it's and you can bet all on black, and you'll end up so much in the red that you're like, okay, how am I going to cover this? And you won't be able to, and then that's going to be a bad situation. Same thing with running a business. 
You need mm-hmm. to have a, a plan and a strategy on how to get to your goals. You know, and you said, you know, somebody says they want to, you know, they want to make a million dollars. It's like, okay, do you want the revenue to be a million dollars or do you want to pocket a million dollars? A big difference. And what, what do you want to do? What do you have as a product or service that would be able to be generating the, that type of revenue in order for you to be able to get that? What, how are you going to create it? What are you, what are the costs? What are your vendors? You know, what type of location do you have? I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff and, you know, I don't, I forget a lot of times about all that stuff because you know, all the things they do in my business, of course, everything I did on mine was online, but still there was a lot involved incorporating, making sure you get all the legal stuff squared away, websites and uh, you know, all scheduling and all of these bells and whistles and tools to run a business. You know, I look at it now and, you know, I've got a good automated system on a lot of it. So I know where everything is, but I didn't in the beginning. And I sought the guidance of people that went before me that launched businesses that were successful. So I asked them, okay, what, you know, what should I do about this? How should I go about it? Why? And ask that question. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they, they see the big visions and working for themselves and being a business owner, but they don't ask the deeper questions of, well, why do I want to do this? Why is this product or service up? in my opinion, going to be able to generate revenue for me in this organization? And those are some questions that I'm sure you ask when you're working with people. And and many times it might be the first time they're thinking about it. Well, I always tell people that if you don't have the time to create a strategic plan, then you should not be self-employed. Because you're going to financially be better off at McDonald's flipping hamburgers. I see so many people that are living on 20000 10000 net. And they would be better off working for anyone. And that it breaks my heart to see those people come in in March and April to get their tax returns done. And they tell me, a lot of people tell me, I'm not ready for an accountant. I'm not ready to do that. And it's like, you need to be ready to do that before you ever start the business. If you look at a restaurant, they buy plates, they buy tables, they buy chairs, they create menus. They think of all the things they do before they ever serve a meal. And all the money that they spend before they ever make a dime. And if you don't have a plan, then you are not going to be in a successful situation. Yeah, those that uh, you know, fail to plan are planning to fail. I think Eisenhower said that. I think that was the quote from him. I, I, may, I may be mis- mistaken. So, um, But... Yeah, you have to have a plan. Yes, plans change and you can amend them. That's the nice thing about things. You can amend things and adjust as you pick up additional expertise and learnings and realize, okay, maybe that's not it. Maybe I should do this. I mean, I did that with my organization. When I first launched my business, you know, the the goal was to work with individuals on burnout prevention and coach them and guide them through you know that, and you know, if we fast forward to today, 
majority of the work that I do is speaking at conferences and with organizations on burnout prevention for their teams and for their organizations and very, very little individual things. And not because I don't like working with people, but it's with the work that I do in those other areas, I don't have enough time, you know, because it's not good for the burnout guy to burn out. That's not good for PR. Uh, I had my conversation with my PR person earlier today, and she reminded me of that. Uh, but it, it's important for those people to have enough time. So I'm very selective on you know, who I can work with. And of course, our schedules have to align. Uh, and if they do, great. If not, then I'm fortunate that I know a lot of people that work in the space that you know, that's the only thing they do is they just work one-on-one -on -one with individuals. And, you know, I, I know people all across the globe. So I can say, all right, here, you're in the UK. Here's two people that I know in the UK. Here's research them. Let me know who you want an introduction to. And I make that introduction and that person gets the help that they need. So the mission that I have is like help people. Well, that's the way to do it. It's like, if I'm not doing it, find somebody that does. And, and like, you know, for people that are in small businesses that are struggling with, you know, getting out of their business, what they wanted, what they dreamed about. It's like, no, you need to have a conversation with Maddie and let's, let's look at these things and figure out, okay, what do we need to do in order to get you to those dreams? And it may be a situation that, you know, as hard as this is for some people to hear, they may not have a product or service that's marketable. And unfortunately, someone along the way told them, yes, that's the greatest thing ever, and you'll make billions off of it. And it's not something that would be in demand. And it's heart disheartening to hear that sometimes, but um, I'd much rather people hear the truth and the guidance of saying, yeah, you're going to have a difficult time with that than to blow smoke up there, you know what, and have them think that it's going to be the greatest thing ever and that never does anything. And then they've lost all the money that they've invested in the company and they're still not making any revenue. So, um, and I'm not saying that for small businesses in general, but there are some instances like that where, you know, I've heard them, you know, being in parts of conferences and sales pitches and all of that. I'm thinking you don't have something that, I think is in demand right now. It might be down the road, but not right now. So maybe come up with some other plan. And if that comes out, then you, you know, you've got the framework for it and you can build it accordingly. Yeah. People always, people always ask me, you know, they want, they'll come to me and say, I want a million dollar business. And I will say to them, what do you want your day to look like? Because that's what I stand where you start with me, okay, is what is, what is your ideal day? How does, how does your day, how many clients do you work with? What kind of time do you spend with them? How do you spend your time? What's your ideal day? What do you want to have happen? And they're like, I'm here for accounting. <laughs> and if, you're, if your business doesn't generate the revenue, that you need to pay your expenses and pay your living expenses, then your business owns you. You don't own your business. And you can look at a million as $83,000 a month. And if you need to sell $83,000 a month 
how many clients do you want to work with? Break it down by the week. Okay, so let's let's just say 2,500. I said it wrong, 25,000 a week. How many clients are you going to work with? How many hours are you going to spend? What do you want your life to look like? Because I can make anybody a millionaire, anybody, anybody earn a million dollars. You and I can make sure that each of us earns a million dollars right today on this phone call. I'll write you a check, you write me a check, and, and we both made a million dollars. What, what we have to show for it at the end of the day is really what matters. And that ultimately is what it boils down to. You know, it's as far as your business and everything else, figuring out what matters to you and in every aspect of your life. And that will help fine tune what your business needs to be for you, for you to be what your definition of successful is. And when you do that, uh, it makes it so much easier and makes the, makes the process so much more enjoyable. So Maddie, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do? My website is smashingnumbers.com, and there is a space there to, to download a 25 tips that I encourage you to look at, and there is a pre-recorded webinar that's about 30 minutes. You can take a look at that, and those are good things, I think, to get you started. If you want to have an, have an appointment, I'm happy to have an initial consultation, and you can do all that from my website at smashingnumbers.com. My main thing is I want people to be inspired and empowered and transform their lives into what they want to have. And they can do that by the tools of understanding their money. That's amazing. I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So Maddie, thank you so much for the work that you do. And again, thank you for being on the show. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.